When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a cinema buff. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share some of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's story. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so... Don't leave too soon, I'm gonna teach you stuff No, it won't be tough, gonna go a year till you've had enough It's 365 Today, in 1997, Goodwill Hunting came out in theaters. Whether or not you've seen this movie, it has a crazy ride to production and release, and that's where we're going to start today. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck grew up together in Cambridge, Massachusetts, home of Harvard University. They stayed friends throughout their teenage years and shared dreams of making it big in Hollywood. Matt started writing the script for what would become Goodwill Hunting in a filmmaking class during his brief time at Harvard. He dropped out, but obviously became absurdly successful anyways. He was assigned to write a one-act play, but instead turned it into a 40-page script. He based the love interest in the film on his then-girlfriend, Skylar Satinstein, who later dated O.J. Simpson and married Lars Ulrich of Metallica. Damon eventually gave the script to Ben Affleck and asked if he wanted to work with him on developing it into a full-length movie script. They completed it in 1994. The two were active around Hollywood and filmmaking circles, but hadn't yet achieved any kind of widespread success. Castle Rock Entertainment bought the script from Damon and Affleck for $650,000, The two wanted to star in the movie, but the studios wanted actors with more name recognition and established fame. The studio executives wanted Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio to play the lead roles. Of course, Damon and Affleck are now such big stars that they regularly act alongside both Pitt and DiCaprio. Around the time that the two sold the script, Damon and Affleck had no credit and were having trouble finding a landlord that would rent them an apartment. When entertainment newspapers printed the news that their screenplay had sold for $600,000, They took the announcement along with them on apartment viewings and used it to get landlord approval to move in. In the end, it was just one high-powered executive who made the call to let Affleck and Damon star in the film they'd written. The studio execs got their wish in another way. Highly regarded household name actors like Robin Williams and Minnie Driver played supporting roles in the film. Robin Williams ended up winning the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. As the story goes, on the first day of shooting, Damon and Affleck started crying tears of joy that their film was finally getting made and their dreams were coming true. The specific moment the tears were shed was while watching Robin Williams and Stellan Skazgard, both respected and accomplished actors, read one of their scenes for the first time. In the film, Damon plays the titular Will Hunting. He's a hard scrabble Boston native who's an innate math genius but hasn't been able to go to school to further his intellect. While working as a janitor in the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, aka MIT, in Boston, a math professor finds him solving a difficult equation on a chalkboard in the dead of night. MIT was founded in 1861, just two days before the start of the Civil War. 
The professor recognizes the young man as a math prodigy and agrees to work with him on developing his skills as a mathematician. Shortly after, Will gets in a fight with a police officer and is arrested. Instead of jail time, the judge says he can work with a math professor and meet weekly with a therapist, who is played by Robin Williams. The rest of the film follows the relationships between Will and the supporting characters as he goes on a journey of self-discovery. On December 5th, the movie debuted in select theaters. It grossed over $225 million at the box office, which was especially staggering since its initial budget was only $10 million. It went on to receive the Oscar for Best Screenplay and got eight other nominations. It garnered a positive review from then-New York Times movie critic Janet Maslin, who wrote, Two young actors with soaring reputations have written themselves a smart and touching screenplay, then seen it, directed with style, shrewdness, and clarity by Gus von Sant. The day after the film won its Oscars, students at MIT, where the film was set, celebrated by lighting the windows in the campus's green building in the outline of an Oscar statue. Students in Boston, which is America's largest college town with tons of university campuses, still flocked to the L Street Tavern, a bar that's featured in the film. When the team was filming, Robin Williams asked Ben and Matt to take him out for drinks around South Boston to get used to the area. He loved the L Street Tavern so much that he insisted they use it in the film. Some colleges screened the movie as a part of their freshman orientation week. When Robin Williams died in 2014, the bench in the Boston Public Gardens, where his character sat with Matt Damon's character, for a pivotal scene in the film became an unofficial memorial for the actor, with fans leaving flowers and quotes in remembrance. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are still friends to this day. In the years since Goodwill Hunting premiered, they've starred in more movies together, entered gambling competitions, hosted an HBO reality TV show, and seen each other through rough times like divorce and bad press. In 2016, Spike TV awarded them the Guys of the Decade Award for their bromance. I hope one day I can find the bend to my mat. Going back further in time, today is also the day that Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart died in 1791. He was penniless and only 35 years old, which is shocking considering how much his music has lived on. He died in Vienna, Austria, after a bout of serious sickness. The disease got dire so quickly that some people suspected he'd been poisoned, but scientists today think it was a serious case of strep throat. Despite only living 35 years, Mozart created over 600 compositions. Way to make the rest of us feel unproductive. And now for our final segment of the day, I will be going back into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a December 5th in my life. December 5th, 2019, I got my Spotify wrapped. I got my Spotify wrapped. I don't know what my 2020 is at the moment that I'm recording this, but my 2019 Spotify wrapped, my top artist is Billie Eilish. (laughs) I love that for me. Really good taste. But my artist of the decade was Rex Orange County. Um, I listened to 31,000, 31,000 minutes of music. Which doesn't feel like all that much. Wait, let me do the math really fast. 31,000 divided by 60 is 516 hours. 516 hours divided by 12 is 43 days of music. Straight listening to music. 43 days out of 365 days. Nearly, I can't do fractions inside of my head, but a good chunk of my year was spent listening to music. And I think that I'm I'm not sure if I listened to more or less this year. I guess we'll find out. 
Thanks so much for coming back in time with me and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Come back tomorrow for more stories from yesterday. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's three.